Welcome to Mind Your Own Revisions, a podcast about mental health and burnout in academia for all academics around the world and at every level. I'm Özgün Ünver, a social scientist with a PhD. Having struggled with mental health issues throughout my academic career, it is now my mission to inspire other academics to lift the stigma around mental health. Let's recover together. Hello everyone! Welcome to the first episode of Mind Your Own Revisions. I am so excited to be here recording the first episode. This podcast is nothing like I've ever done before and it's totally out of my comfort zone. But I just had to do it. I had to find a way to voice the mental health struggles many academics, including myself, go through. And I hope to contribute to the destigmatization of mental health and burnout issues in academia. Because the situation is dire. Year after year, month after month, we see pieces of news or academic articles or reports regarding the quote-unquote mental health crisis in academia. Nobody affiliated with the university is exempt from it. Undergraduate or bachelor students, master's students, PhD students, adjunct or tenure-track faculty members, nobody is exempt from this. Research warns us that one in three or even one in two university or PhD students or academics report mild to serious mental health illnesses, including depression, anxiety, burnout, and even suicidal thoughts. This is exactly the reason why this podcast exists. To explore this quote-unquote crisis with you guys. And I would very much like us to take this journey together and help break the stigma around mental health disorders with you. I am Özgün Ünler. Uh, my promoter and boss calls me Dr. Oz, but you know that name is taken. I'm from Istanbul, Turkey, and I live in a beautiful university town called Leuven in Belgium. I am a social scientist with a PhD, and I'm a passionate researcher at heart. And I've had my fair share of mental health struggles and have been in a state of burnout for a considerable amount of time. I know for a fact that I am not alone in my struggles, but I did feel alone, miserable, lost and desperate for many, many years. I felt guilty and weak and even lazy for having had bouts of crippling depression and eventually a burnout that immobilized me. Now, not everyone in academia has mental health problems on a clinical level, but many of us do have such struggles. Remember. The number is around 30% and that's the best case scenario. And this is why it is crucial for all of us to know what is going on. On the one hand, our colleagues who go through mental health difficulties or burnout should realize that they're not alone and be able to find the courage to speak about how they're feeling. On the other hand, our colleagues who do not have mental health problems should be aware that such difficulties are the reality for many of their colleagues. We are in this together. For all of these reasons, it is now my mission to help and inspire others by openly talking about this reality 
and encourage compassion, acceptance, and care around mental health illnesses and burnout in academia. I hope you join me in this journey. May we rise together above our individual struggles. So after this introduction, I would like to speak a bit about the type of stress we are under as academics. You know, there are some seriously stressed professionals in the world whose job mostly has to do with life and death issues even. Who are these people? They're surgeons, military and police officers, air traffic controllers and so on. So in such professions, you literally take on the responsibility of other human beings' lives. Now, in academia, we don't have to take on the responsibility of deciding on matters of life and death most of the time. However, unfortunately, just like anyone else, we academics are also subject to precarious work contracts, mistreatment from our supervisors or bosses, the deadlines and time pressure to complete tasks, maybe bullying or mobbing. This list goes on. Let's say that these are the stuff we cannot have control over. This is the environment. And while it does have a huge impact on our well-being and mental health, these are not the things that come from within us as persons. But there is this one thing that is unfortunately a big problem for all of us working in academia and pursuing academic endeavors. And that is the stress that is created internally. Usually, we are our own worst critics. Well, this is surely something that we can call a deformation professionnelle, right? We are scientists, researchers, at the heart of our professions and sometimes at the heart of our very identities, there is this fundamental premise of critique and negation. We are trained to be overly critical towards anything and everything, basically. A quote-unquote good researcher is one who doesn't take things at face value, someone who questions whether an argument has a solid foundation. Criticism is deeply internalized and institutionalized in our profession. And of course, this is not surprising at all because science advances via critique and constant improvement at the expense of shattering the world we knew previously. We stand on thin eyes. Nothing is certain in science. We know something to be true only until someone else comes and proves that that thing is false. So this very concept of constant criticism that makes it possible for science to advance can also have a totally destructive side. It is all about how far you take things. And by saying how far you take things, I don't mean you or us consciously choosing to take things too far knowingly. It kind of gets out of hand. I realize that this intrinsic criticism distorts our perspective of the world over time and drives us to become perfectionists. And as many of us know by now, perfectionism can be a fertile breeding ground for mental health disorders. And a parenthesis here, of course, it is not really correct to make a causal statement about academia causing perfectionism, because it is very well possible that academia attracts perfectionist people from the start 
and amplifies that perfectionism. But I'll guess I'll record a whole episode just around this question. Coming back to the topic, I believe that an analytical and critical mind is an amazing strength that we have as academics. But the overuse of a strength does become a weakness. What does this mean? Besides looking critically at scientific ideas, we start developing this overly critical and judgmental attitude towards ourselves and our minds and mental faculties. And those do have different degrees of limitations for each of us. We read and learn and eventually know too much that we become paralyzed with self-criticism due to overanalyzing. The muscle of systematic criticism is overworked, so we just don't know how to put a stop to this constant analysis and criticism. A disclaimer here, if you're an academic who suffers from mental health issues or burnout, all of this does not mean that you brought this upon yourself by being overly critical. As I said earlier, the perfectionism and criticism, and also self-criticism, are very much encouraged by the academic environment itself. So from the start of our academic careers, even before university, we keep being criticized in school. We are graded. Our teachers and parents warn us about all the things we do wrong or incomplete. And during PhD, this may get to an extreme level where you have to be careful about a single word or even a comma that you put on the paper. As a result, we overdevelop this muscle of self-criticism where we try to do everything perfect from the first go. We end up criticizing ourselves to the extreme, sometimes thinking that this will save us being criticized by other people, such as our professors, our colleagues. So this issue of being overly critical is not really our own fault. So, well, what to do with this now? How to fix this issue of self-criticism? Unfortunately for some of us, finding the answer to this question may take months and even years of therapy and coaching. But I will give you a little tip here. Whenever you realize that you're going down the road of extreme self-criticism, try and approach yourself just like your best friend would. Of course, I'm assuming that your best friend is a nice, caring and compassionate person here. What would your best friend say to you? Would he or she be as harsh on you as you are harsh on yourself? Would he or she remind you of all the instances that you did great? Think about it. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you did, please start following Mind Your Own Revisions on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your academic friends about this podcast. What are your thoughts about today's topic? I would love to hear from you. Until next time, bye! Thank you.